it's time to f -f 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 fail. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of You Have Failed with me, Sam Vader. And let's be fair, the world's gone mad. Uh, everything's shut down, nothing's working anymore, and we're all going to die of a deadly virus soon, apparently. Um, no, in all seriousness, obviously the UK has, as of recording this, which is 3.54 Tuesday morning, uh, the UK has obviously been told we're basically in shutdown, unless you're doing essential travel, don't leave your house, which is all well and good, and that makes it the perfect time to listen to a podcast, and this week we're going to try and keep it light-hearted in light of the fact that everything does seem so dark and miserable at the moment, so if you haven't guessed from the... Uh, terrible introduction. This week we are doing Yu-Gi-Oh, which, let's be fair, is the probably the single most ridiculous show concept ever. Maybe, and you know, I've watched cartoons where cats fighting cockroaches and other very weird things. There's also Rick and Morty, but nothing is really as stupid as Yu-Gi-Oh. And that's because when you get down to it, it's a show about a children's card game, but you're playing that children's card game to save the world. And that's where we're not even getting into car games or motorcycles this week, I don't think. Maybe. Who knows what I'll do. But it's ridiculous. But the problem is, I say problem, the thing is, I love it. I'm sitting here right now and on my desk in front of me I've got two of my um, manga volumes. I say volumes, they're more of the collector's thing, so each of them have volumes three volumes in it, so one I'm looking at has 31, 32 and 33, in case anyone's wondering, that is uh, Yugi vs Marek for some of it, and the other one is 25, 26 and 27, uh, that had Kaiba and a Shizu in it, I think, I'm not gonna, I'll just pick it up and look at it properly, but yes, I am very much into Yu-Gi-Oh, both the televisual program and a, the card game, I'm looking at a few of my decks now, not going to get into that because I'm not going to lie. I'm not a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player because I don't have the money. But I do love Yu-Gi-Oh. My deck being Blue Eyes White Dragon, and we're going to get into that now because my favourite character is Seto Kaiba. And uh, Glitter, if you're listening, looking forward to the video we're having. You're trying to convince me that Yu-Gi is better, even though you know nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh and you're just doing it to piss me off. Because my God, I love Kaiba, and the fact that he uses loses to Yu-Gi uses Yu-Gi. That's a tongue twister. The fact that he loses to Yugi frustrates me, because he shouldn't. Because the way I look at it, Kaiba is a much better duelist and has a much better deck. Why does Yugi win? Plot armor. And yeah, plot armor is obviously a thing for a reason, but the reason, the way it's explained in Yu-Gi-Oh using the magic is the fact that this is where it really pisses me off and say this is meant to be a different video, but it's coming out now because it just is. Yugi wins because obviously he's got the Millennium Puzzle, which holds the spirit of the Pharaoh in it, and that's great. But every Millennium, pu every Millennium item, Jesus Christ, every Millennium item has a magical power. Ooh, what's the Millennium Puzzle's magical power, you might ask? Well, listener who definitely asked that question, it's definitely not me talking to myself at, you know, God knows what time in the morning. The Millennium Puzzle's magical power is that if you're playing a game... Especially if you're in a desperate situation, it boosts your luck. What sort of bullshit magical power is that? That's more of a power than Superman. Right? So, yeah, Superman's like, ooh, I can do anything. But Yugi's like, ah, snakes and ladders. I need the lucky roll. <laughs> ooh, look, I got the six I needed. Fuck off, Yugi. 
frankly, it's cheating. Whatever, I'll contain myself. This isn't that video. Glitter, we'll do that soon. I think Edo might want to get on in on that one as well. He just wants to mediate and hear me scream and shout and get angry. So that will be happening. But for now, we'll talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Where it failed, where it didn't, and, you know, you know how this works. Sorry, I'm still in rage mode from that. But for now, we will talk about something that I do like, and that is the characters. And I think we might as well, considering I've been slagging off Yugi, let's talk to m about my favourite character of a bit, Seto freaking Kaiba. My god, is that man, boy, depending on what version you're watching, Japanese, I think he was 16, uh, English style, I'm pretty sure he was 18. But my god, is he an asshole? Like, he's an actual fucking dickhead, but you love him. I think a brilliant quote was in the abridged, where he's like, you know, I'm the biggest fucking arsehole in this show, but people love me, you know why? Because I'm instead of a fucking Kaiba, and it's true, you shouldn't like him, he's an absolute dick to the main character, especially Joey, he really degrades Joey, literally calling him a dog at one point, he's like, sit boy, sit, like literally degrading this, this human being to just being a pet, but you can't help but love him, because he, he is an arsehole. He's just so cool! And he's got blue eyes, white dragons, and yeah, Kaiba probably has a bit of a dragon fetish. That's cool! You know, it's 2020. We're open minded. We're also, you know. But no, honestly, he is just amazing. His character arc was slightly different between the dub and the sub, and for the most part, for anyone listening, I watched the sub because that's what I watched when I was growing up. So that is what I'll be using as my main talking points during this episode however I do also know of the sub just through I have watched it as well and obviously I do reading on things because I'm interested in these topics so I do genuinely in my spare time go on like all the wikis and stuff and look up lore and stuff just out of interest that I'll be watching it I'll be like oh what's that happening let's google that and get the deeper lore on it because as a nerd but yeah Literally forgot my train of thought because I've gone on a rant. Seto Kaiba, yeah, his arc. So he starts off as a rich arsehole and ends as a rich arsehole. That is his arc, but stuff happens in between. <laughs> so he starts off as a real, like, a plain antagonist, obviously beating the shit out of Yugi's grandfather, basically kidnapping him, ripping his most prized possession, which is the fourth Blue Eyes White Dragon. And I'm like, Kaiba, what are you doing that for? Like, we love the Blue Eyes, don't rip one. That's. But whatever, I get why he did it, so no one could use his power against him. I'm like, ooh, megalomaniac, but I relate. And then, but as time goes on, you find out that he definitely has a connection with his brother, so there is a more human side. And as time goes on, you see, he does get consumed by anger and rage, and this is shown perfectly in the Battle City uh, tournament. I'll get to the Duelist Kingdom one in a minute. Where he's literally doing this just to bury his past full of anger and rage. Yugi gives this whole, ooh, no, anger and rage isn't good, blah, 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 fuck you, Yugi. You know, protagonist, ooh, no, I'm right and just, and blah, 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 blah. let Kaiba be angry, his dad was an asshole to him, he has had a bad life, and, you know, you did cheat your way to the top, Yugi. <clears throat> anger coming through once again. But he does become more mellow after that, and you actually see in the Dark Side of Dimensions uh, film, which is a direct follow-on from the original series, so I will reference it in this as well, that he does, whilst not admitting it bluntly, 
he has more respect for Yugi. Nah, maybe not Joey, but as a friend and the Pharaoh, and he's sort of admitting that he is their friend without really missing it because he's Soto Kaiba and his pride is far too important for him for that. But then we get to the duel with Kingdom Duel, and this is where I think Megalomania Kaiba really at his peak, and I will be using the subversion here because it does show more so, but more so the lengths he was willing to go to protect his brother, so obviously he's dueling Yugi, one of them needs to win to get access to Pegasus Castle to go and save Yugi, either his grandfather, Kaiba, his little brother, and uh, Yugi has uh, cheated his way into a winning position because apparently you confuse Bell's Shattering Arrow and Mammoth Graveyard with Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon and because the Graveyard thing is dead it starts decaying Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon because that's not... I play a Blue-Eyes deck, that's not how it works but yeah, cool Yugi, nice way to bullshit your way to another victory but Kaiba kind of out-bullshits him by going yo dude, you beat me I commit suicide, like literally, says if you beat me I'll jump off this cliff and I will die. Um, Yugi almost still attacks and wins because, you know, <laughs> winning is everything, but then he's like, ah, you know what, maybe not. And then Kaiba obviously doesn't, doesn't jump off the cliff because that would be too dark, although this is Yu-Gi-Oh and people get murdered all the time playing card games. So, you know, paper cuts, they're serious issues guys. People die all the time playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and I'm sure it's the paper cuts, really. All this Shadow Realm bullshit, no, paper cuts. That's what's killing them, guys. Confirmed. <sighs> I'm losing my mind. Maybe I've been banished to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> no, I don't lose. But no, like, it's one of those things where... That's an example of how ridiculous this show is. The stakes are so high. But they're not having planet-shattering battles like in Dragon Ball Z. They're not having massive galaxy-wide wars like Star Wars. They're not going on a murderous rampage to get revenge on the person you don't like, like Kratos. Just name-dropping some things for future episodes there. Yeah. Basically plugging my thing in, in my own thing. That sounds dirtier than I meant it to be. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, Yu-Gi-Oh. It is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, look at the whole Marek thing. So not only is Marek literally a psychopathic serial killer. He murdered his dad and he's probably killed countless other people just to get three rare trading cards and a cool necklace. Which, to be fair, gives you the power to have ultimate bullshit. Oh, look, this is the card I need. Oh, what's really? Go, Yugi, you twat. But the things you'll go to for three rare... I mean, I get it. You know, I spent a lot of my life trying to collect rare Yu-Gi-Oh cards. The lengths I would have gone to, I'm not sure I would have resorted to murder. But, you know... I, I collect cards, you know, you, you go on eBay, you buy them. Merrick didn't have that option, he decided, I oh, know, I'll be a serial killer instead. And again, Kyber's not much better, because the way he originally got his original three blue eyes um, was very brutal. Well, we won't 
go into that here because <laughs> that's a different PSA topic for another day. Quickly speaking of PSA topics, because literally my mind's all over the place at the moment, but I don't care, this is going out anyway, because it's fun. If you ever get a chance to anyone listening to this now, go and go onto YouTube, because you must have internet access if you're listening to me right now, go onto YouTube and <laughs> Google, look for the Yu-Gi-Oh! public service announcement on drugs. I'm not going to play it now because I'll probably get copyrighted because it is a maybe a minute long, half half a minute, I only said half an hour, that's really long, that's almost as long as an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, no, well, an episode shorter. Anyway, <laughs> look for this PSA because the thing is, right, it's real, like, this is genuinely done by, I assume, four kids and they're using Yu-Gi-Oh as a anti-drug thing and it's like, and it's just Yu-Gi going, I don't do marijuana, if I do that. I'll never be the king of games, and my friends will judge me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you probably were high when you came up with this show anyway. So, like, good job, guys. But honestly, it's genuinely, like, the special effects used in the trailer and the sound effects. And, oh, my God, honestly, if, if you've got a minute or whatever it is to spare in your life, which let's be fair, you do at the moment because we're all in quarantine, am I right? <laughs> Please watch this perfect public service announcement. If that's the one thing you get out of this this podcast, is go and watch that public service announcement because, my God, it's hilarious. And it's related to Yu-Gi-Oh! So, I don't know what that sound was, but you know what? It's staying in. Weird sounds happen at 4am, apparently. Weird things happen. But anyway, that's enough about the public service announcement. I just remembered that, and honestly, my God, it's it's fucking brilliant. Just, just if you want to laugh, watch that, and just remember that's real. That was put out like it's worse than the Hasbro and knowing is half the battle shit from the eighties of GI Joe and Transformers, right? <laughs> so just just do that, okay? Anyway, back to actually talking about the show and where it failed and where it didn't. Now, as I'm talking about the dub, let's talk about some of the negatives, um, other than Yugi being a lying, cheating shit. So, obviously the dub removes, as I said, Marek is a serial killer, but you don't see a lot of that in the dub, because... Murder is bad, children cannot see murder! Okay, but you've got monsters beating the shit out of each other in the game constantly, that's fine. Literally, part of your game, like, the discard pile isn't a discard pile, it's the graveyard. You're literally insinuating the whole death thing. But death isn't allowed in your show? There's literally an episode, right? This is this is real, where it's set in the Duelist Kingdom arc, where the evil Bakura, because multiple personalities, honestly, it's fucking split personality, bipolar, schizophrenic, constantly going around in this show. And so he gets the main cast and he basically traps them inside their favourite duel monsters. And if they die in the game, they then go to the card graveyard. And actually, Joey gets destroyed, I think. Uh, the Pharaoh plays Horn of the Heaven to sacrifice him to get rid of the man to bug. That's fine, whatever. Don't really see the point in that play. Because if I'm honest with you, right, this is going to talk a bit of Yu-Gi-Oh! tech now, lads. So, Man Eater Bug's effect is obviously, you flip it, it destroys a monster, and it's got shit defence. 
Horn of the Heaven, so basically it gets rid of your monster, but it stays there. But let's be fair, you can then just attack into it next turn anyway and kill it. Whatever. But playing Horn of the Heaven, you have to sacrifice one of your monsters to kill it anyway. And I'm like, well, was there any point? You could have saved that card, but whatever. This is not the point. Point is, Joey then, I say, after dying in the game, this is sort of like um, Sword Art Online now, you die in the game, you die in real life. But anyway, you then see him actually in the card graveyard, and then the Reaper of the cards, which is like the embodiment of death in this show, it's just because it's a Reaper-based card, and starts chasing him around in this really weird graveyard. And I'm like, yo, but, you know, you've got to replace all of the guns in the show with CGI pointy fingers. Like, honestly, I love the dub. It's what I grew up with, and I love the voices in that. Like, Seto Kaiba, you know, being Brock is amazing. I only found that out a few years ago, not going to lie. And so, <laughs> but no, Eric Stewart, Dan Green, and all the others do a brilliant job at voice acting the show. But then you've got just the censorship. And I'm like, okay, I get some of it, removing some of the sexualized cards, because, like, you know, why do kids want to see harpies with boobies, not herpes, harpies, get the confusion, or why do they want to see Dark Magician Girls Cleavage, I get that, like, there's no reason for it to be sexualised, I get that, okay, I can move on, whatever, but honestly, the CGI handguns, like, just, the, like, so you just get scenes of someone trying to threaten someone, where in the sub, they'd have a gun, and <laughs> in the dub, they're just angrily pointing at you, and... <laughs> it just looks so stupid. But I think, really, that... that this, this is going to sound like a conclusion now, so I might need to tread on my own toes here and say this all again later. But the stupidity is part of the charm of the show, really, at the end of the day, because it is utterly ridiculous. But as I say, that'll be more of a conclusion, so we'll backtrack to that fun later. Put that card back face down, if you know what I'm talking about, Jar. Now German. Um, yeah, so, the CGI pointy fingers, I don't forgive them for. However, one thing they did do in the dubs, this is, you know, back and forth thing, that was really good. As I say, they couldn't flat out kill anybody. So, they introduced, and this, I didn't realise this was dub only until a few years ago when I was looking into all the censorship changes. The Shadow Realm was a dub-only thing, really. So the Shadow Games are obviously a big part of the Yu-Gi-Oh! show um, as, a, as a whole thing, but the Shadow Realm itself was more of a... It was a dubbed concept. In the original show, they just died, right? They were dead, they were gone. Goodbye. Let's, uh, let's you know, move on. Whereas in, in the dub, they introduced the concept of the Shadow Realm, which, frankly is far worse than dying. Because if you're dead, you're dead. You know, that, that's it. And whether you believe in the afterlife or not, it's a different thing. We're not getting into that sort of debate now. But in this universe, you're dead, you're dead. It's fine, whatever. Cool, awesome, fan-dabby-dozy. In the dub, though, you go to the Shadow Realm, which is basically hell, but worse. Like, amped up to 11, very purpley, as pointed out in the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge series, where it's like, oh, purple realm. It's like, silence, it's a shadow room. He's like, oh, I don't remember shadows being purple. Which, he's got a point. But shadow room is just a really, really, really bad place. And I'm just like, so, sort of, inadvertently, by removing the concept of death in the show, 
you've added a much more sort of unique concept to it, which, as I say, to me, I didn't know that it was just part of the dub, the Shadow Realm, because it always stood out to me. I was like, that's a really unique thing. I know it's basically hell, but having sort of your own controlled version of it where people go if they lose in a shadow game and it's more their own personal torment just for that one person isolated i was like that's really not really cool like you wouldn't want to go there obviously but it's a really unique and cool idea i remember even as a kid i thought wow that's sort of oh the shadow realm like you know you wouldn't want to get to sent wouldn't want to be sent there but that's the thing so then sense of death like that and then you've got another censorship of death, which is just ridiculous. But obviously, as I pointed out, like the discard pile in, in the game is the graveyard. If your monster du gets destroyed, go to the graveyard, basically implying it's death. Also, your the point system in the game are called life points, basically implying that, you know, you die if you lose, which not only was the original concept for the game, where it was meant to be the two players are like two sorcerers, basically having a war and a battle and their life points they're trying to kill the other one and if you all your life points drop to zero obviously you lose which was the original conception for the game in a way because i think it was called witches and wizards or magic something along those lines so it was based around people you know trying to kill each other two wizards sorcerers trying to kill each other that's why you have spells and traps and then your monsters to summon to fight on your behalf which is cool in itself but then obviously adapted in the show you've got the ancient egyptian background of the game of dual monsters where it was life or death in the shadow games where you'd use your spirit to summon monsters who that were real and your life gauge if it ran down you died went to the shadow realm but you know same thing really so death is a big part of the game frankly like just the way it's meant to be played between two mystical sorcerers fighting it out one wins one loses that's why they're called life points at the end of the day but then you've got the problem that so <laughs> there are the um destiny board cards which uh it's a win condition in the game and my stomach is growling but that's cool but yeah it's a win condition in the game and it's basically similar to Exodia, but it's got to be on the field. The first one's a trap card, and you get the other four cards out, and you win. But the gimmick with it was that the Destiny board spelt out the word death. So the first one, which was the trap, had the D. Then you'd bring out the E, the A, the T, and the H. Death, fine, whatever. You've got literally graveyard written on most of your printed game mats that come with boxes and stuff, because it's part of the game. Keep that. No, 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 no. Sorry, we are four kids. We are not allowed to have any symbolism of death. What about a graveyard? No, no symbolism. The game's literally got a thing called the graveyard. No, that is not a symbol of death. Then what is a graveyard a symbol of? The discard pile. No, graveyard is. No, 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 no. Symbols of death. Okay, four kids. Then what are we going to change it to? We shall change it to the word final. Final. Final, yeah. Are you trying to reference Final Destination? I'm, I was just a bit confused. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's like, all oh, kids can't see death. I'm like, oh, death's real. Dragon Ball kill people all the time. I know it brought them back with the aforementioned Dragon Balls, but, you know, Dragon Ball killed people all the time. I know Tom and Jerry never died. That's not true. There's one episode where Tom goes to heaven, another one where he goes to hell. It's, you know... Kids, oh, they probably wouldn't be allowed these days, no. So, maybe not, because, you know, maybe death is bad to show kids. But, 
that's a different debate, I suppose. But I just it just seemed unnecessary for the show. And I know this has gone more on a rant about the censorship now than the characters, but I'm just talking about what works for the show. I said the characters are good. I spoke about Kaiba. That's all I need to talk about because Yugi's a prick. And but I suppose that is actually another weak point of of the show, really, that the supporting characters don't really do much. So you've got Yugi, Kaiba, and Joey. Joey's a very good character. He's fun because he's the one who sort of at the start of the show doesn't know what he's doing. But rises his way through the ranks to become a very good, lucky, he's got a very luck-based deck, but regardless, he becomes a very good duelist by the end. So maybe he should get more respect from Kyber than he does get, but that's, once again, another another debate entirely. Whereas Taya and Tristan are sort of there to go, Yeah, Yugi, yeah, Yugi, yeah, you know, get character other than just being cheerleaders. Oh wait, no, sorry, no, Tristan has a character arc where he wants to fuck Joey's sister. That's a thing. It's fine, but is that all he does? Oh no, and he gets turned into a robot monkey at one point. Not even making this shit up, guys. This is genuinely as stupid as this show gets. But as, as I sort of said earlier, and will probably be the overall conclusion, there's no problem about it, it will be the conclusion, on a more detailed extent. It's what, It embraces its wackiness. Because as I say, you've got these amazing characters like Yugi, Kaiba, Joey, and actually I must say, going back to the characters just quickly, the villains were always very good in Yu-Gi-Oh as well. You've got Marek, who yes, was a serial killer, but he was a very captivating character. Pegasus was very flamboyant and charismatic. Even Darts in that god-awful filler arc that's season four. What a good villain. And then Bakura and Zork at the end, sort of bringing in the whole thing. They were all very good villains, and well, you never rooted for any of them, obviously. You always saw their motivations, and you wanted Yugi to beat them. Well, I wanted Kaiba to beat them, but you know, <laughs> main protag rules means only the protag can beat the villain, because pff, why'd you let someone else do it? That's stupid. Hi, Goku. Hi, Vegeta. We'll get you in another video. <laughs> Except I actually like Goku more than I like Yugi. Oh, right, let's... I'll clear that up now. I don't dislike Yugi. I honestly don't. I think Yugi is a good character. I do love Yugi and the Pharaoh, obviously. But just as a Kaiba fanboy, it frustrates me that Yugi bullshits his way to victory every time. That's purely all it is. So I don't actually dislike Yugi. I dislike the way he beats Kaiba. I just like the fact he beats Kaiba at all. But I don't dislike the character. I think he's a good character. And, you know, he, he probably deserves... I'm giving him a bit too much shit here. That is, that is without a doubt, what is going on here. But, you know, this is all sort of satirical. And I know that part of it is serious, me discussing whether a show has done well or not. And its future or whatnot, depending on what's going on this week. Or if it's last week, I'm just playing Cards Against Humanity and failing to actually finish producing the episode. Um... I suppose the original, because we didn't expect that to actually not work, so I suppose the actual part where I failed was failing to actually record an episode. Although we did that like days in advance of the upload, so who knows? This one is being done literally the morning of the day it's meant to go up. You know, my schedule's stupid, but it's because I just finished doing an essay for uni. Completely off topic again. But Yu-Gi-Oh! is one of those shows that... I think genuinely, 
you can I know obviously I'm joking around now and this is all a bit as I say satirical taking the piss out of certain things exaggerating and just trying to have a laugh and be entertaining but at the end of the day Yu-Gi-Oh is a show that genuinely has stuck with me for a very long long time to the point where I do have the box set of the original series all 224 226 episodes you know here I can see it now I've also got the Dark Side of Dimensions DVD I've got the Pyramid of Light, and I have Bond to be on time as well. And to be fair, I have watched all of the other series as well. Actually, not all of them. I haven't watched Range yet. I have watched though GX, 5Ds, Sexual, and Arc V, Arc 5, whatever you want to call it. And as I say, it's a show that very much has resonated with me over the years. So I know this, once again, this isn't the conclusion yet. But I feel like, just to put it in the middle of the satirical, so I'm not taking the piss too much, and you think, oh, he really doesn't actually like this show, he's just trying to get a few cheap laughs. Genuinely, this show is something that I do care about, and actually, obviously, I'm looking at my laptop now as I'm recording this, and I can see <laughs> my wallpaper is actually, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! one, the one that I designed myself, I can see, I've got Kisara, who is obviously the woman who holds the spirit of the Blue Eyes White Dragon, um, with the tablet with the Blue Eyes White Dragon on in the background, um... Saki the Dark Clown, um, got Blue Eyes White Dragon, Kyber and Crush Card Virus. Um, I wish I could actually show you this, obviously this is audio format only. I suppose I could talk to uh, King's Eyes and see if there's a way that we can maybe show this off, because this is a thing I designed and it's actually the mat that I use to play Yu-Gi-Oh! on. It's a, I've got a mouse pad mat, I've got it designed, um, I designed it and then got this company to print it off for me. So. Maybe I can find a way for King's Eyes to display this picture um, on the website. If not, speak to me in, join the Discord, and I can share it there if anyone wants to see it. Um, or find me on Twitter, uh, and I can share it there because I say it is related, it's Yukio, and I'm quite proud of the design. And then you can use it as your own wallpapers, you can get your own mats designed. Um, maybe we can sort out something with mats or speak with King's Eyes, that's no promise on that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite proud of this and it's proof that you give me something that really does resonate with me. So I'm looking back there at my what, 11, 12 decks I've got at the moment, and say so none of them are competitive, but it's just further proof that this is a show that, all jokes aside about Yuki and the ridiculousness of the fucking handguns, or finger guns, I love the show because it's wacky, it's ridiculous, but it never, if it half-assed it, if it went, oh, this is a bit, it's a bit silly, isn't it, you know, these people, like, threatening the end of the world, but they're playing a card game, a, a trading card game, like, are they mad? If they sort of half-assed it and went, oh, I'd not go full into it, because that'll make it seem too stupid. I don't think the show would have been half as successful as it is as a franchise and a company because, yeah, the game's good on its own, but there's something about the show. The fact that Yugi's sitting there going, Kaiba! And Kaiba's like, Blue Eyes attack with white lightning! And really screaming and going all in and everything. And as I said, it's a testament to the voice actors giving 110% at all times, but they don't half ass it, they go like Dragon Ball Z levels of death scream that I'm activating this trap card and <clears throat> and it works 
it shouldn't in a million years. And honestly, I love the show, but I sit there thinking sometimes, this shouldn't work. This shouldn't be a thing. Why, why am I watching this shit? Because I will watch it on repeat over and over. I'll watch The Clash at the Coliseum duel over and over again, Yugi versus Kaiba, as much as it makes me angry, because, spoilers, Kaiba loses. But I will watch it over and over and over again because I love the show. There's something about it. Obviously, there's just the childish thing of seeing monsters go at it. And obviously, I... And I was about to say, but, oh, yeah, that's what this is the bias because I like Kyber and I like Blue Eyes. But they are the show. Yeah, liking monsters fighting is a very broad thing. You've got Pokemon, you've got Digimon, you've got all things from that era that have similar things. Dinosaur King is another one I just thought of. But, Yu-Gi-Oh, the designs of the monsters as well. As I say, Blue Eyes White Dragon, I love Blue Eyes White Dragon. Its design is just, there's something about it. I don't think there's a better dragon out there, frankly. People are obviously going to disagree with that. That's fine. My opinion, please don't crucify me for it, for liking the Blue Eyes White Dragon. I think it's lovely, I think it's beautiful. Its roar is so iconic, it's... Okay move aside from my obsession with that but genuinely through all of the ups and downs Yu-Gi-Oh pulled off what it shouldn't have been able to making a show about people taking a children's card game far too seriously a phenomenon that has really swept the world maybe not to the extent of Pokemon but I mean if you ask me if I had to pick Get rid of Pokemon, get rid of Yu-Gi-Oh! I'd say get rid of Pokemon, which is probably blasphemous to a lot of people. I get that. But Yu-Gi-Oh! had a much darker tone, and I appreciated that, especially the original series. Um, It was a lot more... contradicting what I've been saying. A lot more serious. And that's where I think this show finds a perfect balance, because the whole concept is ridiculous. But they manage a serious, dark tone, whereas Pokemon's more light-hearted and, oh yeah, I'm going to go and challenge the Pokemon, oh shit, I lost. But they'll give me the badge anyway because of some plot contrivances. Yay, Pikachu, ah! Yu-Gi-Oh's a lot more... This is it. If we lose, we're all going to die. And some people do go to the Shadow Realm or <coughs> die. But... Don't worry, that cough wasn't coronavirus, I was just covering up the word die. Um, but that's the thing, the show balances the seriousness with the complete ludicrous concept that it's based on so well. Because the world it's built in just accepts it, yeah. If you were to say in the real world that a children's trading card game is the most popular sport in the world, you'd get laughed at and probably beaten up and have your lunch money taken off you. But in the Yu-Gi-Oh world, it's cool to be a duelist. That's kind of why, as a child, I would, for days on end, just wish that I'd get taken to the Yu-Gi-Oh world, where my talents would finally be appreciated, and I wouldn't get, you know... <laughs> because in... No, I was never bullied for it. But I didn't... <clears throat> you know, because in the real world, it's not seen as being cool, and it's not something I'm ever ashamed of doing. Like, if someone asked me, do I play Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes, I do. I love it. <clears throat> Never going to deny that. But the thing about being in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, where it is taken seriously, and I'm sitting here currently looking at my dual discs I've got set up, the, the ones I can see at the moment I've got, 
the original Battle City one. I've got the Oricalco dual disc, the GX dual academy dual disc, and Yusei's dual disc from 5Ds, which I think are the only ones actually released as toys. So I probably have all of them. But I used to sit there with my dual disc as a kid with my deck, thinking one day, one day this will all be real. And this is where you get a little anecdote. Because I remember this is. Sadly, this is a very true story. I used to. I don't know if someone convinced me this or I convinced this for myself. Either way, it's god awful. And the fact that I believed it, whether I told myself or a friend did, just. I think it shows me my desperation for this all to be real. Um, just because the thought of summoning your own monster with holograms would be fucking awesome. But think about it. Like, I know that. Once again, sidetracking from the anecdote a bit, but think about it. Like, how much cooler would it be? Like, more people would probably play Yu-Gi-Oh! if you actually had the hologram projectors where you play a monster and a fucking dragon just appears. Like, it gets fucking cool. Anyway, anecdote time. So, yeah, I was convinced that there was... Oh, God. In the cleaners cupboard in my primary school, that if you stayed in there after school, a, a magic... <laughs> oh, I hate the fact that this is a true story. Well, th the fact that I thought this was true, obviously, the actual <laughs> contents of what I thought would happen is definitely not true. Although I never tried, weirdly. Um, yeah, if I stayed in the cleaners cupboard after school, a magic door would open, and there'd be like a massive chasm, and you'd get y your door disc would suddenly just appear on your arm with your deck, and you'd have to draw a monster with either, was either a wind attribute or like a winged beast, or just had wings like a dragon that could then fly you over the chasm. And then there'd be like actual duelists, like magical evil ones that I had to, to be in duels and be like Yugi and or one of the other protagonists. So let's say Kaiba. I would have loved to be like Kaiba. I did have blue eyes, white dragon, so yeah, Kaiba. And um and save the world. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I, I don't know why, but I genuinely... Oh, I genuinely believed that... Well, I don't know why I thought that was just in my school. Like, of all the schools in all the world, mine had a magical doorway to a dual monster's world, where I'd go and have to find a winged thing and then fight people when I got down like... <laughs> I think I was... There was something wrong with me when I was younger. But I just had a vivid imagination, and I think it was a case of I wanted it to be real so much. I wanted to be able to summon my own monsters, because it was just cool as a child, and yeah. Yeah, no, it's still cool now. I was about to say, as you get older, you realise it's not. No, 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 the thought of summoning a real blood like dragon still. Oh, I'd love it. Honestly, if someone out there is very tech-savvy, work on making actual working dual discs with hologram projectors, so that I can play a children's trading card game and, and summon a monster. Oh my god, I now get the show. Like, <laughs> it's just sort of clicks. Because, you know, the whole running gag of, yo, it's, you know, adults playing the children's trading card game. But I can guarantee it now. If it was a case that you play it and you summoned actual monsters, like not actual, but the holographic monsters, more people would play it and more people would be willing to admit that they play it as well because i bet there's a lot of people out there who play this game 
But they don't want to admit it because they're ashamed. They think, oh, it's it's embarrassing. That girl might not like me. My friends might think I'm weird. Well, you know what? Fuck them. You should... Oh, this is going to get into a motivational thing now, but that's fine. You should be proud of liking things like this. And I think... Now I think about it, that's another brilliant thing of the You Have Failed podcast. I think that... I'm talking about all these shows that I like. Some people might think, oh, what a nerd, he likes that. Some people might think, oh, how uncool. I don't give a shit. I'll put it out on the internet for anyone and everyone to listen to. That I'm passionate about these things. If you've got a passion for something like Yu-Gi-Oh! Fucking share it. And that is what the show is. The characters in the show have such a passion for playing that card game. They're not afraid to show it. Yeah, obviously it's a lot more socially acceptable in that show, but why shouldn't it be as socially acceptable here? No, I'm not expecting it to become the number one sport in the world. But there's no reason it shouldn't be socially acceptable. Because that is why, at the end of the day, the show works. Because, yes, the whole plot is ridiculous. But because the characters in the show are passionate about it, they care about it, they want to do this, that's why it works. Because they don't half-arse it. Yugi wants to be the best duelist. Kaiba is obsessed with being the best duelist. So maybe the attitude taken in the show is what should be taken in the real world as well. Maybe we should we should be proud of what we care about and what we're passionate about. I say that's the whole point of you have failed, really. Yeah, part of it's judging whether something's failed or not. But really, it's just an excuse for me to talk about things I'm passionate about. And if you haven't realised that out yet, like figured that bit out yet, I don't get how, because that's all it has been, really. It's me talking about my, my passion. And that's why Yu-Gi-Oh! works, because it is a show full of passion. The people who work on it care about it. The characters in the show care about it. The people who watch it care about it. And maybe that's the real secret to Yu-Gi-Oh! To maybe quote, paraphrase, change a little bit. One of the quotes at the end of the Bonds of uh, Beyond Time movie. The real magic isn't in the cards. It's in the friends I've made along the way. A genuine quote, by the way. But you know what? Maybe at the end of the day, that quote, it has a point. The magic isn't necessary in the cards, because it has no magic in the real world. But the magic is in how much we care about it. And this isn't just based on Yu-Gi-Oh! now. Uh, we'll get to its final judgement in a minute. But maybe we should just have more passion in our life. And as I say, this is very important at a time like this, where we're all in a dire situation due to this coronavirus. We should have that passion in our life. If we love something, do it. Okay, maybe not if it involves going outside at the moment. But have passion, be proud. And that is why, Yu-Gi-Oh! You have not failed. You provided so many people with so much entertainment for so many years. Spawned a card game, spawned so many sequel series. You're completely ridiculous, but you took yourself seriously enough that you produced one of the best anime out there, in my opinion. Yeah, I get a lot of people going to disagree with that. This is my show. So thank you so much for watching, guys. As I say, do remember to check out the Discord the and become a failure today. Check me out on Twitter on the You Have Failed page and my own personal, which is at Vader Saiyan. These are all linked on King's Eyes page. And let me know if you want to see 
what this uh, map design looks like and we can maybe sort that out either on the King's Eyes website or I can post it on Twitter if some of you guys request it or on Discord. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I'll be back again next week with another episode of You Have Failed.